Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. When I was growing up, we used to listen to a radio station on, F, on AM. Nobody does that anymore, I don't think. But uh, there was this guy with this deep voice, and he would start these really uh, intriguing stories, and then he would leave you hanging, and he would say, that's, now you know the rest of the story. So we, that's the end of the story and what's taking place. But I want us to back up for just a moment this morning, and let's get some perspective. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to John chapter 21. If you don't, it'll be on the screens for you. Let's listen to the entire story leading up to what you just saw. It says this in verse 1. It says, Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. And this is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there, Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. And Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they all went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. And at dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. And he called out, fellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat, and you'll, your net, uh, and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. And then the disciple, Jesus loved, said to Peter, it's the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, for he had stripped for work. He jumped into the water and headed to the shore. The others stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore, for they were only about 100 yards from shore. And when they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Later. The whole account starts with one word, later. It's important to know that everything that we read, everything that you saw portrayed uh, from this account takes place later. It's important to know that it's later. It's after Jesus has been crucified. It's later after the disciples' dreams have been dashed and destroyed. It's, it's, it's later after their hopes that Jesus was going to overthrow the Roman government and become their king on earth, it's later. It's, it's later after their preferences and their plans have been washed out and destroyed, it's later. The death of Jesus was the death of everything they had hoped for, everything that they had lived for, everything that they had left over the last three and a half years. All of that was the death. It all died the moment Jesus died. These men have come to the conclusion that it's too late for them. So Peter leads this ragtag group of men back to a boat. He, he, he literally takes them back to their old life. He takes them back to their old occupation. This isn't a fishing excursion like you and I would do where, hey, it's a pretty weekend, let's go to the lake and go fishing. No, this was, this was literally them moving back into their old occupation, their old life. This was their BC, before Christ life. And the reason they did was because it's later. You know the account Jesus calls out to them. Peter jumps in and he swims to Jesus. Peter is literally washed up. But on the shore, on the shore, he finds hope. 
And on the shore, he finds life again. On the shore, he finds grace again. Most of us this morning, on an Easter morning, have arrived later. Later, you, you, you got here after your life and after your heart and after your dreams have been broken. Life has washed you up. Your life has broken you into pieces. Choices have cut you so deeply. Disease has not only sickened your body, it has now invaded your heart and you find yourself later. Pain has pushed you out to see. You understand exactly how these men felt on that day. If you could have just gotten here before your divorce, if you could have just gotten here before the death, if you could have just arrived here before the bankruptcy, if you could have just strolled in and gotten to Jesus before the tragedy, if you could have just gotten here before the addiction, if you could have just gotten here before the harsh words, if I could have just gotten here before all that, but I didn't get here before that. In fact, I got here later. All of that has happened. And the truth is it feels like it's way too late for you. You're in the boat because of what happened to you. But I want, to remember, want you to remember and be reminded today that Jesus, alive and resurrected, he, he meets these men where they are. I want you to notice something. Jesus didn't wait on the men to find him. Jesus goes out of his way. He walks onto the shore looking for them, trying to find them. He didn't wait for them to, to figure it out. He didn't wait for them to get cleaned up. He didn't wait for any of that. Jesus meets them on their shore. Jesus meets them in the middle of their pain. Jesus meets them right in the middle of their, 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 their devastation, their disappointment. Jesus walks right into the middle of all that. They're quitters, but he still shows up looking for them. They're doubters, but he still shows up looking for them. It may seem too late to them, but he shows Shows up for them on their shore. And we're here today to remind you that that's exactly why Easter is so important and that's exactly why we're here to worship and that's exactly why you're here. Some of you arrived here by invitation, not even sure that you wanted to show up. It's just something I do once a year or maybe twice a year because I also show up at Christmas. But, but, but I just need to tell you the truth of the matter this morning is this, is that, that he will meet you on your shore. He meets these men where they are. He meets us where we are. I have a question for you this morning. What washed you up? I, I, I need to ask you this morning, what, what, what caused all of your wounds? What, what has destroyed you and sent you back to a place of comfort or convenience where you're convinced that now God will never be able to find me. My life is over. My dreams are gone. My plans are destroyed. And now I'm just gonna hang out and survive until the end. What caused that in you? What, what caused you to think that you could go somewhere and hide in a place that God would never find you? The good news this morning is that Jesus is standing right here. He came looking for you. 
In fact, I need you to understand that the voice you hear this morning is not the voice of some short little dude that's got a a flowery shirt on. The voice that you hear crying to you, the voice that you hear calling to you, the voice that you hear inside of you is the voice of Jesus crying out, trying to convince you to, to get out of the boat of anger and bitterness and disbelief. The voice you hear calling you is the voice of Jesus standing on the banks of your brokenness, calling you back to relationship. He is standing on the shore of your sickness, calling you to healing. He is standing on the shore of your shattered heart and he's calling you to wholeness, to rescue and to purpose. He is standing on the shore of your lostness and he's calling you to salvation. That's grace. That is literally grace. The day that Jesus dies on the cross, he makes it possible for us to experience grace. And that would be enough. I'm convinced this morning that if he came and he dies on the cross for me, that's enough. But the good news is this morning is that's not all he did. Because he goes one step further. And what Jesus does is that on Easter morning, he is resurrected into life so that he could literally meet us on the shore of our life and invite us back into life as well. The the, the glorious news of Easter is not just that Jesus rose from the dead. The glorious, life-changing, heart-changing, plan-changing, life-revolutionizing news is this. Because he's alive, I can also experience real life. If you don't believe that, if you think that you're too far gone, if you think that Jesus can't reach you, then would you do me a favor? Would you watch this video? You've heard three different people who were out in a boat that heard the call of Jesus and they responded. Maybe their story's like yours, maybe it's not. Maybe your story's completely different. The story doesn't matter as much as the ending. And that is whether or not we come to this place where we're willing to meet Jesus. Because the truth is, is that Jesus is here today looking for you, calling for you, And all he's asking you to do is this. It's just a simple step. All you have to do is leave whatever you've been clinging to and run to him. That's it. It's that simple. So I'm gonna say a prayer. We're gonna pray it all together. Maybe you've prayed it years ago and you're good with Jesus, but I would imagine that there are some folks in this room right now that don't know Jesus as their savior. They're not in relationship with him and they feel like they've been washed out to sea. They feel like their life is over. They feel like it's later. But with a simple prayer, you say, well, is this prayer magic? No. Nothing magic about the prayer. It's this exchange that happens because the the Word teaches us this. When we confess in our heart, when we confess with our mouth, we put our faith in Jesus. Then there's this exchange that takes place, and it's like we meet Him. We do meet Him. He becomes our Lord and our Savior. So together this morning, I'm going to ask you all to do this, and then I'm going to ask us all to respond uh, so that we testify of God's goodness on Easter morning, and we can be a testimony. They had the opportunity to walk on the stage and be a testimony. You're going to have an opportunity to be a testimony as well. But we would be remiss if we didn't give you this opportunity. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're here this morning, 
and you're not in relationship with Jesus and you feel like it's too late, good news, you got here right on time. Jesus is here for you. And so together we're gonna pray this and if you pray this prayer and you believe it in your heart, in this moment, you're found. Will you pray this with me? Jesus, I hear you calling. I know you died, but I also know you're alive because I can hear your voice. And so I respond. I run to you. I give you my life. I give you my everything. I give you my everything. Become my Lord. Become my Savior. Restore me. Set me free. Save me today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So this is what I want you to do. Our worship team is going to sing. In your seat, there's these little cards. I want you to pick it up. This is for everybody. Maybe you say, well, Steve, I've been saved for 50 years still for you because we need to testify. The Bible says that we overcome by the word of the, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So we're going to testify. Maybe if you're here this morning and you gave your life to Jesus this morning, there's a little box here that you can click that says first time accepting Christ or maybe you're rededicating your life. You can click that. This is how we want you to respond as the worship team sings. We just want you to come and you can do one of two things. You can, as your testimony, you can throw it in the boat or you can stick it in the sand. This one's mine. I'm gonna stick mine in the sand because God has set me free, right? And so I want everybody to know that he's done that in my life. As we worship, when you finish your car, just at your, at your pace, would you just step out as a testimony of the goodness of God and testify of his saving grace this morning? It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.